Hey, man. What's up? Hey, man. We finally got this going, man. Yeah, I know. I know. A little delay, but it's okay because we're now about to do this. So just let me know. You know, everything's good. You got everything? Every, I got everything. I'm waiting for you, my man. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, today is another special collab, part of my celebrating my 100, you know, podcast. This is my 101, but still, hey, it's all in the hundreds, right? Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. All right, guys. Hello, Nation. This is Anime Savage from Animega Nation. You guys probably are familiar with me. Um, I run a podcast called Animega Nation, where I deal with a lot of indie um, anime and manga, but I recently have been getting back into the mainstream. Um, I do a lot of critical reviews. I go through step-by-step reading the light novels and going through the plots and characters and how they're made up. And I break them down. So, for example, I just did a critical review of that time I got reincarnated into a slime, chapter one of the manga. And um, spoiler alert, not very good writing. But um, if you're interested in if you're not if you're interested in um, hearing what I had to say about that, you know, check out the channel. There's a lot of stuff that I do on there. I do word of the day for people who are new to an, um, anime and manga and they want to know what the lingo is. Um, I do um, Into the Mainstream, where I talk a lot about the news that a lot of the, uh, surprisingly, a lot of the news sites don't cover. Um, And I get all that news straight from Japan. I don't get it from um, some American guy from the street corner in a a trench coat. No, I get it from the actual (laughs) people in Japan. So, you know... um, Check out the web. Um, check out the uh, podcast. I also have an Amino app. Um, the link is in the uh, title part of the uh, podcast. If you look up on your cell phone, it's also should be on the website as well. You just click it and go to the Amino, and I'll put all my links and sources there, as well as all the manga I read for free. So join me there. All right, all right, man. So yeah, you guys already heard. Follow him, man. You guys hear him before on my podcast because I definitely be collabing with him. So, you know, mm-hmm. follow if you haven't followed. If not, I don't know what you guys are doing. But anyway, so let's go ahead into it. I know I hit you up earlier um, telling you we should do a podcast. And I, one of the ones were like, you know, some of your favorite female um, characters, your male characters, and your favorite bad guys. Right that you like so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take it step by step so the first one will be you know your female lead characters i know in the world of anime and manga there's tons of female characters and this but you know there's always those ones that you know stick out to you more because you either like the the way they look or the way they dress or even the way they carry themselves because i gotta admit there's tons of annoying female characters that always seem to get away with stuff like hitting the male characters and nothing ever happens to them. <laughs> that's kind of like cliche i'm like oh my gosh like bro i know you scared of her but at the same time you can't let them see this type of abuse man right right <laughs> absolutely but you know i feel like that's the problem we should address that another day but <laughs> You know, go ahead and tell me, you know, I want to hear some of your favorite female characters. Okay, well, first, congratulations on your 100th in one episode, man. Welcome to the 100s, uh, man. Thanks, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I just want to know I'm, I'm 135, just so you know I'm a little bit more. Just, Ooh, you know. Yeah, you've been grinding. Don't worry, I'm going to get to you. <laughs> You know, you know, we boys, you know, we, we always, you know, mess with each other, but man, you know, 
I never thought I would have 135 episodes. I thought I was going to have like 10. <laughs> that was about it. Hey, man, you'd be surprised. Yeah. But um, on to the topic at hand. I do like one character, and I'm a little bit biased because everyone on my station and pretty much in the anime community knows I like high school DD, but Ak- Akano yeah. um, from high school DD is one of my favorites because I like girls who have a balance of badassery but also a sexiness to it a femininity to it and and a lot of times you see a lot of these girls nowadays you they either really too feminine and they're dumb as hell and they like run into walls and shit or they're so masculine you can't even tell the difference it's like wait a minute is this a girl that's a girl oh for a minute i thought that was a dude you know or they're into some weird sexual incest thing and it's like confusing but like Akino technically her bio she's she is bisexual so she can be with women but when she's in high school DD she's very intelligent she's she's not afraid to show her body off and she's constantly doting over Issei um she but she does show that she is very um, emotionally dependent on Issei, you know, and her, and her father, yeah. and that she has a soft side. And I think that's a character that I like because, you know, even though she's a badass wizard and she can throw lightning at anybody, and then like she um, likes to issue pain to her victims and stuff like that. She's a bit of an S, um, which is a, a sadist. But yeah. through through moments of the uh, of the anime and manga and light novel she's showing her soft side and where she is this soft girl doesn't know what's going on in the world you know she has all these problems and she doesn't know how to deal with them and Issei tries his best to encourage her you know and you know I think that's kind of cool because you know she she allows herself to be a female and it's not she's always strong all the time and she's always you know, she's always tough, and it's like, okay, we we know that females and and just people in general can't always deal with everything. So, um, I would have to say Ruby and uh, Ruby from her um Ruby. I mean, I like her style. I like her playfulness, the way she holds that big ass scythe and she just cuts <laughs> down for no reason. And like, she's like this small ass kid. I mean small ass girl but she's like a demon and she has like this playful side to her but also she is like you know she's dangerous like she's kind of like that Harley Quinn type bitch you know she's yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. fucking pretty as hell but you know if you fall asleep she might cut your fucking dick off so <laughs> you know it, it, it's that type of danger that uh, attracts me because a lot of girls um, in anime are kind of somewhat of the same it's kind of like either they're really really cute but like oblivious to real life or they're so like serious you you wonder why they're even trying to be girly um but yeah but those are the two that i like i know they're kind of similar but i like those type of girls who are not afraid to show their their femininity their sexuality and try to attract a dude like they're not at all or even if it's just teasing him that's cool by me but it's you know i don't like the females that are you know like they're trying to wear like dudes 
pants, you know, douche uh, clothes, and they they like the dude, but they're like, oh, I just don't want him to think I'm a slut. You're an anime character, <laughs> you know. Well, I don't think that dude's gonna be really in, uh, like you. You he into me and stuff. Like yeah, that. but um, that's that's what's good. Um, the best for me. I don't know about you, but so me. I'm all over the place when it comes to my favorite um, female characters. So, like, I'm, I'm going to tell you the ones that I have, and then I'll explain why. Like, I have a Kane. Uh, Kane, I'm probably saying the name wrong, from Psychopath. Mm-hmm. Then, um, so, in the past, well, real quick, let me backtrack. So, I know I did my top favorite female characters. So, this list is different from my original, somewhat different from the original mm-hmm. one. Because, it's, like I said, there's, there's tons of female characters that I like. Mm-hmm. I just choose that top 10. So my list now is a little bit different from my list back then. Right. Just in case some viewers are like, hey, well, you say this was your favorite character. Like, I know that's that's still my character. Right. But there's tons, you know, you can't just truly, truly limit yourself, you know. And plus, who's not to say my list will change in a couple of days because new anime is out every single time. But anyway. So we're gonna go back into it. So like I remember watching the cam from Psychopaths. That show was really you gotta really pay attention to truly understand that okay. show. But her character Lee, uh, I think why I like her was like I say, it wasn't nothing like she was smart, you know, it wasn't no like she liked a dude and stuff like that. You just watch her everyday life for trying to get accustomed to this new world that, you know, automatically I guess I forgot how it goes, like they have a gun that the dominator or whatever they call it that judge you about the crime rate that you could possibly do mm-hmm. in the future. And if you could possibly do it, you're going to jail, which is kind of crazy in a way. So you mean to tell me just because I'm possible of doing a crime, I got to spend my life in jail, which in a way, but anyway, so you watch it, try to keep her humanity, you know, in check because eventually a police officer in that force, their their hue get clouded, and they got a potential of being, um, you know, becoming a bad guy. But what I like about this show is that I watched her like went from an innocent, you know, high school graduate, college graduate, didn't know anything. Then you watch her become a a pretty much a badass, you know, police officer, detective person who's finally understanding and seeing everything that's going around her. So you kind of watch, like, that character development, that growth in her, and, which was pretty good on that one. Another one is Haru, Haru uh, for Orin Koku Host Club. I don't know if you heard of that. I've heard of it. Yeah, definitely. I, I actually enjoyed her character because she was an introvert. Like, she wasn't messing with nobody really much. And then she joined this club, and then you kind of watch her come out of her shell a little bit which was, you know, pretty cool to see in that one. For me, it's all, I, I, and I think I noticed why I start liking certain people mm-hmm. more and more. It's like if the character development is there. Because most of the time, I like to see anime characters start off, like, at least somewhat with a backstory or, like, you know, they're not really messing with nobody. Mm-hmm. And eventually you see them coming out the show or understanding something instead of staying in their childish way. I think that's why some animes with certain female lead kind of annoy me. Like, the ones that have, like, like I said, the ones that always want to hurt somebody, like Sakura, for some for some reason. Mm-hmm. She, she's never going to be on my team. <laughs> and there's this plan, and there's reason why. One is, like, she got all this strength to hurt Naruto. And so, 
but when it comes to the battlefield, she's useless. Oh my gosh. You know? And and then truthfully, I don't think they did her correctly with the character development. And like and it's sad because technically Hanata had more character development than Sakura did to me. Yeah. You want Hanata to come out from being a soft spoken girl. And she's still soft spoken, but she still will beat your ass in a heartbeat. Oh know? yeah, she'll fucking shut down your chakra and sit there and laugh at your ass while you sit on the floor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's why, you know, Hanata will always be one of my top, but she ain't on this list, but she's forever will be on my top. But um, going on, I have um, Morgina, Morgina uh, from Maggie. Mm-hmm. She's that red-headed girl. They have that powerful kick. That girl is uh, a bad, a badass, like, for real, for real. She can, like, you don't want to mess with her. Right. Even though her character development was still kind of the same, but somewhat different, because you start seeing her more and more changing, and then we got a little back history of her people knowing that they were slaves and stuff. It was kind of cool. You kind of see her becoming into her own character. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of a certain magical index? Yeah, I've heard of it before, and I'm actually yeah. glad you brought her up because I like the way she, I like her, like the way she battles with her legs and everything like that. It reminds me of Sanjay a little bit, a little bit. You know, um, yeah. She, I, I particularly like when they said that she was a slave and that you know she had the battle. Because I guess I just couldn't connect with her when it un, until I kind of knew her past. Like, okay, now I can get you, you know, and now I can actually connect with you a little bit. So, yeah, I definitely like um, Morgana, you know, her her character definitely. Oh, uh, from Maggie, yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely one of those characters that I like. Then from such a magical index, I do like Mikoto. She was like the girl with like mm-hmm. she actually have her own spinoff series. Which is um Railgun. Railgun girl, I think like right that but in the main series she's one of like the supporting characters, but she still like have that main character role too, but not as much into her own series. But she's pretty good because she started off as a tough girl and whatnot. I forgot the main character name because it's been a while, which I need to finish up the series before the third season come out. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> Um but she like you start seeing her interaction with the main character at first. Of course, it always like it was more of that soon. soon what's that Sundry. topic? The sooner, yeah, Sundre. Like she was cold, and then she started warming up. But the funny thing is, she was still being cold. But you could tell she was feeling the main character in a way too. But it's one of those enjoyable Sundres that you don't mind because you know it's not too much cliche, um, like how Sundres can really be. You know, CJ can be extremely cliche. And then the last female on my list will be Masik Makasa. Oh, I always have bad names with these ones. On Attack on Titan. And um, everybody should know why she's on the list. This girl is a total badass. I mean, <laughs> Titans do not want to handle her one-on-one. She, to me, can, even though she's not on a, a Levy, uh, Levi level, um, I think it's Levi. Right? Yeah, Levi. Or leaving, you know, but yeah, even though she's not on Levi level yet, she could still to me can give him a run for his money because she's just natural with it. You know, Aaron, he's cool. The only reason why Aaron's popular is because you could turn into a titan. But if you want a true skills and you want a female who's a powerful female, Mikasa got you. She will handle that. For and, you. and you look at what Aaron is Aaron is that typical hero that just runs into battle and off a of sheer will. 
You know, he doesn't really yeah. strategize anything. He's kind of like similar to Issei. He's runs in a battle and, you know, I try to power his way through. Misaka is more of a strategic person where she will fuck you up and you won't even know what just happened. You know, <laughs> you know, she, she will have already had cut you a million times over and you're like, wait a minute. What, why can't I move? What the fuck happened? Like, yeah. And don't let something happen to Aaron. Then it's like, okay. That, that's that's when the scene just went, oh, man. That's when she has no feelings. Everything in the world is dead. You know, you better yeah. be running. And, you know, and similar to where, um, and this is a bit of a spoiler for High School DD, but in Volume 12, which I will be doing um, when it comes back, Season 5, I will be doing it. Um, there's something that happens to Issei that shocks the entire um, Grimmery house to its very core and it involves death um and i mean the girls were all crying um Rhea's grimory is to a point where she's not even leaving her room akino has completely lost consciousness and she's only um remembering the good times with isei asana and jimto thinking about killing herself kanako and ravel phoenix are at this point just distraught. They can't hold their emotions anymore. Kiba's the only one who has somehow has to hold his emotions in together, keep these girls from going completely insane, and then see if this dude's alive or not. All in the meanwhile, trying to fix the problems in the underworld, which by this point, the underworld is completely in turmoil. There's monsters everywhere. Um, there's people and devils dying. And they have to now try to defeat this big ass monster, and that's all in volume twelve. And oh, that's kind of like a lot going on. And you know, um, people were actually when they read volume twelve, they were like, "Oh my god, he say passes away," and I'm like, "Well, mm, yeah. Yeah, yes no. and no." People, when you read an anime or any type of cartoon, if there's no body, he coming back. <laughs> just let's just put it like that. If there's a bot, pretty much. If there's a body, okay, you you might want to start moving on. But if the dude's disintegrated, or if he's been blasted up the smithereens and you can't find his body, he coming back some way somehow. Yeah. You know. So yeah, um, volume twelve is definitely something that's very very um, similar to what you were saying with. Um, Misaka and Aaron. When you, you look at the at that moment when Aaron was like, no one expected that because Aaron's the you know the uh, strong main main male character that rushed to the battle and then all of a sudden he just got eaten, fucking got eaten, and we're like, oh, okay. Well, I remember when I first saw that, I was like, what kind of show is this? <laughs> <laughs> we, I was like, oh, so the main character actually did get fucked up by doing this, because <laughs> you always see that with a main character, and he usually make it through somehow, yeah. and he didn't. So it, it, I was like, whoa, and then like you see her just going berserk, just cutting things down, like, like it was nothing, and that's what made and Misa Misa just. I, I liked her as a character. And a lot of people were like, well, isn't she technically her, his sister? I'm like, okay, we're going to get to this. Technically, 
Yeah, I was about to say, uh, technically, do you actually pay attention? No. You know, automatically, no. There's no way near they were related. It just so happened, you know? Yeah, you know, the, the you know, I had to deal with that where they're like, well, technically, you know, I'm like, no, that's not. Trust me, that's a whole other different um, genre, which there is a manga on here that deals with that, which I will be getting to when we get into that particular topic. But she, I mean, even in the uh, when they were um, trying to plead their case that Aaron was not um, still a human, um, the, yeah. the guys was like, it will, "We don't want to piss her off. It will, she's really good. It would be a shame to lose her." There's yeah, so I definitely agree. Mithika ain't ain't the one to mess with. <laughs> she's not the one to mess with. Yeah, definitely not one. And you know, because she's. To me, out of my list, I think she's one of definitely one of my favorite. I even got like a you know, an anime figure of her because everything that she represents on that show, she's like the voice of reasoning kind of to me towards Aaron. Because Aaron is a typical, like you say, typical main lead, gun ho. We're heading out first thing first, you know, and not really trying to think of anything. He don't really have any style of playing. He's not really graceful with the. With you know, using the 3D gear and all that, but you know, it's Aaron, so I'm gonna support him to the end. But you know, to me, the real MVP is Mikasa because ain't nobody really messing with her, you know, right? And it's um, and I'm fortunate, you know, that the show is pretty good with her and with the league. To me, if anything would happen to her, I think I'll be more upset with her than with um, dying or anything like that. And Aaron, because technically, I saw Aaron die, he got chomped. All right, I'm just saying that technically Aaron's dead, he's just a zombie. All right, <laughs> but nah. much. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so moving on to our next topic on our top male characters, same thing. I know I'm pretty sure you got your favorite, pretty sure your high school, you know, DD is on that list. Isn't well, it? he's actually number four, he lost his, his crown actually. Oh man! All right. Well then, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Let me hear your. Well, name. the top one that I have is New Fa- uh, Nafumi from the Rising of the Shield Hero, and he's not. Hmm. And the and the Rising of the Shield Hero is another review what I'll be doing on my station later on because they're getting a um anime as well as uh, reincarnated as a slime. Um, the Shield Hero, um, there's four different types of heroes in this particular world. There's the bow hero, the sword hero, the spear hero, and the shield hero. Now, Nafumi is the shield hero. And, you know, being that he is a shield hero, he's only good for defense. And from yeah. the start, you can tell that Nafumi is a very, you know, typical guy. He's, he's not like Aaron is. He's more of like very ed- educated. You know, he, he's kind of more logical. And he started out as a naive kind of naive guy, I wouldn't call him a nice guy. I would say he was a naive guy, you know, very, very nice, you know, trusted people and everything. And then in the, in the story, he was falsely accused of rape and from one of the, uh, from the princess of the kingdom. Why? Because the princess wanted to get close to the spear hero. That's it. And the king, that's, all. that's it. And the king pushed forward for her daughter to be, pushed it forward because she want, he wanted her daughter, his daughter, to be close to one of the heroes. That's it. So, Nafumi went from nice, you know, naive kid to this wretched, evil, mean person. And, it, you know, people actually 
started to believe, you know, that he was this evil hero. They called him the evil shield hero. And he believed it for once. He said, you know what? I am evil. I don't care. And his, and he, um, throughout the story, when the hero, um, there was one time where the heroes um, were trying to battle this big um, monster that kept, that was um, destroying the, uh, the land. But there was this small village that the shield hero and, it, and um, his partner had noticed that was in turmoil. This, mm-hmm. all, the, all the three heroes just went for the big guy. They were like, they wanted the glory and honor. So Nafumi went into this village and saved thousands of people. And not only did the village, not only was the village made of people, of humans, but also, um, I would say, like, for um, animal slash humans. Yeah, all kind of like they. I think there's a name for it. I I, I know it. I would say animal, 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 anamorphic, anamorphic, and anamorphic people, and they would say that their town was under the protection of the shield hero, and he. It it, it was. I liked his character because he wasn't the traditional Aaron. He wasn't the traditional Issa. He wasn't the traditional. Let me go in and just punch my way through everything. No, he was calculated. He was he would he lost the battle to the spear hero because the person that was his partner, who was supposed to be his sword, was a slave, and she, uh, she was an anamorphic um, raccoon um, girl. And yeah, throughout the story, you know, she level um, in the, in the world when you level up, um, your body also changes with the leveling up. So she still had the mentality of a ten year old, but she was an adult. So. She, they tried to free her from her contract with Nafumi, and in this particular scene, she smacked the living hell out of the spear hero, and told him that she never had needed him to do anything for her. You know, that she would never believe that her uh, Nafumi would ever take advantage of any woman, and just reading. If you guys really take the moment to read it, um, it, you can see the difference hero that you've ever seen he's not a sasuke where he's super emo and everything is dead and uh, the world is darkness no he's not a, a naruto luffy or isei where you just blaze through everything and just believe in yourself no he does some underhanded shit you know he does things that people would say yeah that that's not cool bro but you can understand it because if you have a world that's telling you you suck every single day and not only that are they falsely accusing you of something you didn't do and not only that are they calling you an evil hero and not only that are the are the people um scared of you what what what, what is there you know and then even if you try to be a hero you're always looked down upon as taking um fame from the other heroes or you're trying to kiss up to somebody so what's the point of trying you know what's the point of trying to be someone's friend but over the time in the manga, you see him lighten up a bit. You see him lighten up a bit. You see him do kind things and show that he isn't an asshole all the way through. He does have a heart. He do- is kind. And you actually see a lot of these so-called heroes. Um, they're very weak. Um, but yeah, I recommend it to anybody reading that. Read that manga um, and you'll see what I'm talking about. 
Well, trust me, I think I'm definitely gonna watch it. Now that you said it, uh, I know they get, like they have the anime and then they have the the manga. So I'm gonna start reading the manga because the way you explain it, this seems like a type of show that I should have been yeah. watched. It sounds very interesting and yeah. everything. I can see why he's your main character. I actually like while you was talking, I had to look it up just to get you know see the name with the face and. Um, from what I see, you look pretty interesting. Definitely, I can send you a link, and I'll um, you know, you can put it in your description or um, wherever you or your social media. Um, there's also a light novel, and I recommend when you guys are reading manga or watching the anime, take some time and kind of look to the light novel and take it chapter by chapter because you can now actually get the actual details from the source material, you know, so you can see the differences between the manga and the anime. You know, a lot of people just assume the anime is the thing. No, you go to a light novel, you know, so that way you can see the differences of what they change from the manga and then go from the anime. So you can say, okay, they changed this to this. You know, for example, um, in um, that time I got reincarnated into a slime, they changed the main character from being a nice guy to being a salary man because it fit his character and personality more to be a salary man than to tell him that he's some type of dude who's just pretending to be nice to get girls, you know? So I encourage people, I know it's like boring and it's not exciting, but just take a moment to read the light novel, figure out what, where your manga is or the chapter your manga is following the light novel and you kind of can just skim it or, or if you really wanted to actually read it, take the time to read it. Yeah, I'm definitely will. I'm definitely will. So, you know, go ahead with your other list. Uh, before I go on with my list, I know that was your number one, right? That was number one. And again, I apologize right. for the length. But, um... Nah, nah, nah. Because thanks to you, now I got a new series to read. So, please continue. All right. So, the second one is going to be another series, which maybe people haven't heard of before, is um a, a guy named Neely. Now, Neely is part of a, of a series called Tales of Demons and Gods. So, mm-hmm. Neely... Is an adult, and he's his town, Glory City, has been completely demolished by these demon apes. You know, his townspeople have been killed, and his woman has been killed in front of him. So, oh, at this point, he is trying to fight for his life. So he finally falls, and all of a sudden, this magic is released. And remember, he is a magician, so he understands what's going on. You know, so all, he's transported back to when he was a younger child. So the magic, so there was some type of spell that activated when his death. So somebody, whether it was his girlfriend or whether it was a person that put it on him while he was asleep, sent him back to when he was younger so that he stopped. So he has a second chance of saving his entire city from being just decimated. And keep in mind, there are these people that are called the um, imperial family. I don't yeah. think that that's what they're called, but they're, there's probably another name for them. But the imperial family is like the, the royals of the, of, they're the most powerful family. They have all the power and status. And they deserted the, they deserted the city when, they were, when the city was getting attacked. So the soldiers, the warriors all deserted everyone. The imperial family said, fuck it, we're not risking our lives and left. Yeah. So you can see that he has a very 
anger to these imperial um, family because they had such a tight grip over the city and people believed in them and they deserted. They, they let people die just for the sake of saving their own damn skin. Imagine that. Imagine there is, the rich had all these amazing people and soldiers and they decided, you know what? America, you can die. We don't care. And they moved to Canada and let us all die. You will be pretty pissed off. So Neely is still, he still has all the knowledge from his previous life, but he's, he's a child now. So throughout this manga, Neely exposes a lot of the things that the Imperial family has been getting away with as far as copying spells and trying to take the credit for them, um, underhand things. Um, and he, he hopes that, you know, he can, um, make the woman of his dreams, which at this time is now a young lady, fall in love with her again. But, but um, what he also does, he shakes the very foundation of Glory City to its core. And he also makes another girl fall in love with him. You know, uh. this particular girl was a girl who, who ran away from home because they were trying to force her to marry someone from the Imperial um, family, which was her brother. Oh. You're like, I don't want to marry my brother. Thank you very much. No. Um, so she ran away. But she, um, in, in Neely's adult time or previous life, she lost her face some way, somehow, in a battle. And she um, Neely recognized her from, her from her voice and who she was. But this time around, she falls in love with him because she she nearly gives her freedom. She gives her the ability to be her own person. Um, Neely, there's so much ownage in this dang on anime, um, this dang on manga that you will be laughing if you guys love a lot of those ownage uh, um, collaborations on YouTube. This kid, well, this reincarnated kid i should say owns the imperial p owns the adults in that universe so badly it is laughable there are so many times where they'll try to make this kid look stupid and he will make them look 10 times more stupid um there are times where men have challenged neely and he's whooped their ass thoroughly and he's made girls swoon over him I'm a, I think there, um, in the manga, there is this one woman who is kind of like, um, I'm trying to remember the character, but she has control over, like, she can make any man fall for her. She can, yeah. something like that, that, that type of character. She's pretty, you know, she's, she's, I think she's in her close to her young teens but she looks like an adult but she can make any man fall for her you know with her magic and not to mention she's pretty so neely ignores this woman like she he doesn't like her she's too clingy and they are literally fighting over this dude that's how much he has an influence in that world so also he is a great he, he cares dearly about the people around him he doesn't care about giving information away you know to people you know he, yeah. he, if you need help he's going to help you 
he's going to help because it benefits not only him, but also it benefits Glory City. But don't think he's a pushover because he's not. I remember one scene where he had two two of the most beautiful women, beautiful young women in the city so far um, between the governor's daughter and the princess of, I believe, the winged ice family. And, and he just walked into the freaking banquet and just started talking shit. <laughs> he didn't even care. You know, he started talking shit about uh, to the imperial family and the girl that controlled um, the controlled men with her magic literally got went there not because she wanted to show off not because she wanted to get approval but because she wanted to be there specifically to get neely's attention that's it that's all she was there for she didn't want to the only reason why she went there is because she wanted to see neely and she wanted to make people acknowledge that they were a couple oh really Oh, oh, and I forgot one more girl that he oppressed. He oppressed a grown-ass woman who has uh, who is into alchemy. And she is so infatuated by him that she even says in, in the later chapters that if she was a bit younger, she would have definitely got him. She, like... Oh, so she thinks. <laughs> yeah. She was so, like, she was so infatuated with Neely that like, she was willing to just give him the goods. Like, she didn't care how old she, he was. She she was ready to lay there and just let him let him have it, like that's how much influence he has in this in this world now that he has the knowledge of his past self and he he has the youth that he um, as a young man to do things that you know he couldn't probably do when he was older. So I recommend this to people because it it, it the ownage is just so funny like. Just read it all the way through, especially in the manga, because the manga is just the way that they depicted it. It's funny. Now they did do a, an animation of it. And it's 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 reboot type um, animation. If you know what reboot is, yeah, kind of like kind of like kind of reminds me of like a cold loco. Yeah, it's kind of like cold Lyoko type animation. I wish they would have just stuck with the anime. Thing, but I mean, that, if that's what the author wanted and that's what he envisioned it to be, so be it. But um, they do follow the story very well. You know, they don't um, go too far off. They go exactly where the source material is. It's just that you might see a little bit more extra um, as visually because you know they didn't depict it in the manga. But it is very, very funny. It is, it is one of those where you're just like you just. What like at one point I was like, dude, I wish I was. I actually sat there and said, like, I wish I was you, dude. For real, you're fucking awesome. Like you're fucking awesome. Like you're just owning people every day. It's just, just make putting people in their place. I mean, and there's this one attractive teacher in in the manga where she's attractive and everybody wants to be with her and they don't question her. Neely doesn't care. He just makes her look stupid over and over and over and over again. And she gets mad because her student is making her look like a bitch. <laughs> like, 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 it's just funny. I'm sorry. You, you got to read it to believe it. And um, I, I believe. I already add that to my list too. So you best believe I will be reading that along with the other series because these are sound like two great series that I need to give a time of day to actually, you know, mm-hmm. 
to catch up because uh, I think it's what look like it's already 189 chapters in this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got a lot of got a lot of reading to do, but you know, oh, there's enough time. I, I got time to do it. You know? <laughs> All right. So let me let me, speed, let me speed this up a little bit. But um, Sora would be the next one from No Game No Life because his I like him. You know, I like his attitude. I like the fact that he's not afraid to say, hey, I like fucking girls. I get tired of male characters who act like a bunch of pussies and don't want to actually say, okay, I like girls. You know, we, we do. It's fine. It's not, it's not going to kill you to say you like a girl. Um, the way that he, um, he deals with how he defeats the characters in No Game, No Life. And he's going against some very smart people, you know. Very smart people. I've seen that show, so I know these people are some geniuses. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I had to watch it a couple times just to get what they were fucking doing. And, like, I mean, the chess thing was really, I particularly love the chess thing because I know chess pretty well. And the way that he, the way that they were moving those pieces, he should have lost. But the way that he, but the way that he, she used that cheating and he used the cheating against her and the way he was talking to the queen and made the queen literally fall in love with him and fight for him. I was like, okay, fuck it. I don't, I don't even know anymore. Like, it's just that that's to me is a good character because he, he didn't just power his way through something. He thought it through. He thought it through. He made it, he, he did he did the, the he did he made a strategy and went through with it and even when that strategy was was about to fail he came up with a new strategy and then won not like um well fuck it he's part of manga now superman um punching through things um for those of you who wonder why am i mentioning superman well there is a comp- um dark horse comics is going to do a manga of the justice league so they're now that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned Batman and Wonder Woman and stuff and some of my things because they're now manga characters now. We have to consider them now. So yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I do like Sora. He's definitely a person who is a man's man. I mean, there's one scene where um I think uh he was dealing with the uh I forgot what her name was but she was she had the um she owned all the information in the library she had those wings and stuff like that yeah yeah i can't i can't remember but i think i know who you're talking about yeah and she um he was like i remember one scene which made me laugh where he was like rubbing her um her wings and she said it was a sensitive area and he (laughs) was just going to town on her wings like yeah you like that that's that's a guy that's a red-blooded fucking male you know, I see too many anime where like the strong willed guy is like he he's so stoic when it when it comes to battle. But like when a girl shows him her shows him her tits, it's like, oh, no, please stop. No, that that's not right. Don't show me your tit. No. I'm like, what are you like, dudes? Like, <laughs> like a, I mean, a girl's showing you something. Take it, you know, or if a girl's showing you attention give her attention back. But um, my last one, of course, is Issei Hiyoto from High School DD. Now, Issei was the number one. You know, you know what my number one is now. But again, he's the same as Sora. 
Issei is not afraid to say, hey, I like tits. I like girls. I want to have sex with girls. That's so refreshing in a world where there's beautiful women everywhere and you have these stoic characters who act like, I am just, I am not that man. I, I don't like women. I, 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 I like women, but I don't like, I'm not going to sit there. Yeah, you know, I, I'm too good of a man to look at your breast. Really? Are you kidding me? This girl is showing you her breast and not complaining about it. Take the thing. <laughs> I'm like, and meanwhile, Issei's like, um, there was a scene in, in high school DD, and it was part of the first season where um, Rias kisses him on the Griffin. But in the manga, where this kiss happens after he defeated Riser, um, she says, you know, that was a kiss from. For that was a thank you for saving me. Would you like my virginity as well? And he's like, yes, please. Like that was cool because who wouldn't say yes to a girl with big tits and she's pretty and she's a fucking demon princess of the underworld and you're now gonna live for ten thousand years and you're never gonna age ever. Like you're you're at this point you you win you just fucking win. Like so I don't like. The male characters I don't like are cowardly characters, whether they're dealing with women, whether they're dealing with battle. Characters who are cowardly or weak, and they're always complaining, you can go fuck yourself. Because you're surrounded by men who have gone through literal shit to get to where they are. They didn't... And and keep in mind, a lot of people say, oh, I wish I was this character. I say, do you really want to go through the shit that they went through to have that type of power? You know, these characters have gone through slavery, have gone through watching their parents being killed in front of them, have, wa- have watched their mothers being taken advantage of, raped, abused, something of that nature. Or they have been shunned by society for no apparent reason. And here you have this one kid who's acting like He's supposed. He wants to be a warrior. He wants to be an equal, and here he runs away from the battle as soon as it happens. Yeah, and you're like, okay, you you did all this supposed training. Where what what can you do? And he'll throw some weak ass attack, or he'll run away from battle, and you'll never see him again. Or when the battle finally ends, you'll find him hiding behind a rock. Like example, um. Um, attack on Titan when they actually got to that um, capital in the building yeah. and they, you know, they saw those people hiding within the desk and the guy pulls them up and was ready to punch the living shit out of them like what were you doing under the fucking desk we were dying out here people are dying out here you sat there like a bunch of cowards Yeah, and that's what angers me the most with those type of characters because you're, you are not a representation of what real a real male character is or a real man in the real world is. You represent the bad version of men. You know, you represent the men that would that you know take what they want or cheat to get what they want. But um, yeah, that's my top four. So I'm gonna shut up now. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to what you have to say. <laughs> Man, you had a lot on your top four. I'm like, shoot. I don't know my list can compare it to yours, but so for my list, I got for you know some of my favorite top um, male characters will be Mugen from Samurai Champloo. Um, mm-hmm. 
I like him. He was like that carefree, don't really give a care what you gotta do. He just needs some money to do whatever he wants. Like character. And for the reason why I also have him is because Samurai Shampoo is one of those shows that I watched as a kid. Um growing up. And he was always iconic because truthfully I've never really seen an anime character with like I wanna say his hair was afro, but it was like an afro. It was wild and crazy. And yeah, he do was kind of like nonchalant, and but he was a really good swordsman. Can you know, even getting Jin, I think his name, the guy that was his, um, that was his touring partner, a run for his money, too. They and each of them had their own, like, like kind of like title with him. Like, Jin killed like what a hundred or a thousand men or something like that, something like that. And then Mugen, I forgot what Mugen on was, but he was just there, you know, one of the greatest to me, you know. I think Jin, and I'll, I'll keep it brief, but Jin is the calm and cool guy. Yeah, you know, he's the calm and cool. You know, and he was very, you know, he wanted to actually um, to kill Yugen because he thought he was bringing shame to the samurai name. And Yugen was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your fucking code. You know, and his style of fighting was absolutely so unique. It was like a mixture yeah, it was a mixture of different types of, um, um, of like breakdancing, and and it was just so unique, and nobody could actually stand up to it because it was so spontaneous and chaotic that you didn't know what to defend. Um, yeah, that's, what, I, made, that's I, what made me like him. It's like it's like unguardable, <laughs> not really yeah. unguardable, but you know, it's one of those type that it's you, you don't know what to predict. You know, with some, certain samurai, you know, they kind of. Like strictly stick to the code, attack whenever. But his own was like he was spinning and doing stuff that you don't really see a samurai, a normal samurai do. And it was like more kind of like I want to say hip hoppy, but it was at the same time with his the way his fighting style was. Because I think earlier back then, you know, breakdance was you know a thing. Everybody liked it. Yeah, I mean, you see that in Power Rangers with the Black Ranger. You know, he one of his um his style of um fighting in the Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers was, you know, he would break dance and he would fight uh fight the putties. You know, so you know that that type of dance style goes all the way back to there. Um, yeah, I did actually like those two. I really wanted to see. The, I think that the ending. Um, I would have liked the ending to be like those two battling to see, you know, who is the, who is the superior samurai. Yeah, I was just about to mention that because, like, I didn't really too crazy. What's crazy for the ending? One, it, it was a great show. To me, I felt like it ended way too soon. Like, way mm-hmm. too soon. And then, like, and then they all just went their separate ways. It's kind of, it's kind of sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, well, wait a minute. These guys are rivals. It's like fire and water, uh, blood and oil. You know, I'm like, why could I mean, if you know, it could have been where Jen was like, okay, I won't kill you, but I need to know if I'm better than you. Yeah, you know, I would have been happy with that kind of like Naruto's type Sasuke type ending. You know how they fought each other to see one last time, just to you know see who's better. Yeah, it wasn't like okay, I'm not gonna kill you, obviously, but I like all right, we just need to see who's who's top dog, you know, just so that we can that can be our little secret, you know, and that's fine, you know. 
that would have, I would have loved that just to see one more battle between these two, or how far they've come. And I didn't care who would won, you know, you know, as long as they ended up saying, okay, we'll always be friends, you know, we'll always be there for each other when we need each other. And, you know, that's that. Yeah. But again, I'll shut up. I mean, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. You know, that was a great show. I mean, that's why Mugen's my favorite. It was like one of the, I would say one of the OGs to me because it definitely showed on Adult Swim. A lot of the shows that I consider OG were probably because of Adult Swim back when Adult Swim was at its best. Oh, Adult Swim is like, I think that when I was younger, I snuck up to watch Adult Swim. I didn't even care. I was just like, I snuck in the living room to watch Adult Swim. Yeah. And I got away with it. <laughs> I mean, I think one night, I think I got busted. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, but like, I did get to watch like um, Cowboy Bebop and, and Samurai Shampoo. That, you know, that's how I much I loved anime because I did not want to stop watching it. Yeah. You know, I, I just didn't want to be that kid going into school the next day, not knowing what the fuck happened. Like, you know, and you don't want to be that kid. So, um, oh, but again, let me uh, hear what some of your other picks are. Yeah, so my next pick is, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, the reason why I got um, this guy from Prince of Tenants, which is Rioma Etchison, is, okay, it's not action. It's not, you know, anything adventurous too much. Well, technically it's adventure. You get to see it do it. But I love seeing animes about Japanese people doing sports. Uh, I was yeah. going to see me did a podcast about it, but Ryoma Etchison was probably the first Japanese sports anime that I actually watched. Well, Prince of Tennis is the name, dude. Main character name is Ryoma Etchison. But Ryoma Etchison had this cool, calm demeanor that is that I like mostly in my characters, mostly, is the cool, calm demeanor. And for me... Uh, what I like about him was that he was really gifted at tennis, but at the same time, he still lost to even better players. And he thought he was better than everybody because he trained with one of the best, which is his dad, who he wants to beat. But um, in the show, you see him get beat by, you know, character, you know, different players because everybody's different. And you see him actually learning, have, having to learn to get better too if he wanted to get to the point of his dad. And you watch him, like, learn adapt new techniques from people that he battled against. And then you kind of watch him make friends and stuff. I mean, in the show, he's kind of like, he's, he's always that cool, calm, kind of like Sasuke demeanor, I would say, with the cool and calm. He don't really say much, but the show focused on him. So it was like, you kind of watch him and you watch all the other characters. He'll say a couple of lines here and there. But now that I think about it, he don't talk that much. But it it didn't really bother me that much because, like, when you watch him play tennis, it's one of those shows that you really get inspired to be playing, that you want to play tennis. And that's how it was for me. I'm like, yo, I want to play this. I want to play tennis. And it made me pick up a racket and start learning how to play. Now, granted, I can't do all these special moves that they got, but it's one of those shows that I truly enjoy and I just got into watching more and more uh, anime that Japan have meant, you know, offer because I'm watching Haiku, Haikyuu, I can't say it, it's the volleyball one and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people probably won't give it time of day because, you know, it's a sport anime but 
I recommend people watching it because that show is amazing. I'm glad I'm starting to watch it. Like, I'm mad that I started it late, but I'm happy that I get a chance to watch it now because I can just keep going through. And right. So, it, and, and I know it's popular in Japan. That's why it's still going too. Um, oh. oh, yeah, go ahead. No, for um quick quickly, I said for me, you know, sports anime, um, I would I more or less lean on towards Ice Shield Twenty One and Slam Dunk. Oh yeah, I you know those. Twenty One. Those are the things that I um, kind of lead towards too, and I think you know we need to you know you can't really say oh I hate something you know just take a time and read it you know I I believe it or not um when I looked at High School DD first you know when I looked at the cover of the anime I was like that looks kind of stupid but i was like you know what give it a shot now it's one of the most one of my most favorite animes ever everyone knows that i like that thing like they they literally know i like uh, my school dd yeah. like my friends would, like would think about what they wanted to buy me for christmas or like okay which gauntlet do you want do you want the vanishing dragon or do you want the welsh uh the red welsh dragon i'm like you would do that for me <laughs> like, you know, it's all about giving anime a chance. You know, I know sports anime is not all, it's not um, as whimsical and fantasy like as, you know, like Sword Art Online or Overlord, but it is still in a different world. You still are in a different realm of, 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 the, of the universe and yeah. you still can't escape from it and it actually so, has some pretty good stories and good rivalries i mean you might not see nobody really dying from in a sport anime but it doesn't mean that action and adventure isn't there the action being from the sport like you know ice show 21 for instance that had a lot of action far as sports because you know they're tackling each other and you want to see how he got through that tackle and so the anime was really good too of ice show 21 Absolutely was. Absolutely. Which I wish they just go ahead and go ahead and sell it so I can go ahead and buy it. But I don't know what's taking them so long. But anyway, <laughs> I can mumble on. Let me finish up my list real quick. So Shishumaru from Inuyasha. Um <laughs> I really like him. I mean, I like Inuyasha, of course he's the main character, but his brother was always calm and like had that cool, like I got this demeanor. I remember watching him. I think He's the reason why my number one character is my favorite. Because he, he kind of like, before them, like, yo, I guess because I have, a, I'm the oldest and I have a little brother. So I try to act like I'm the coolest, like the cool, calm one. And my little brother's like the hard-headed one. But, you know, it don't really matter to me anymore. But, you know, those was like people that I look up to. Because, you know, Shishomaru, like he had that little servant and then, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I gotta kind of remind myself what Shishomaru was. But when I saw him, I'm like, yeah, Shishomaru was that guy that I was like, that you always want to see more of in the show, but you don't really get to see it because the show isn't based around him, pretty much. But Shishomaru, I'm pretty sure you, I'm I'm pretty sure you've seen Inuyasha and you know about Shishomaru. So Shishomaru, it's just like you know, I think to me he he just. One of those loner types that isn't afraid to do what he got to do to get what he wants. Um, right. Next up is Toshiro from Bleach. He's a small captain with the white hair. I just like oh, him. oh my god, that the ice dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's to me just a total badass. There's no reason in particular why. I mean, the show, 
he's in the show. He's not on it uh, in it a lot, but he's just one of my favorite. Because when I see him, I'm like, okay, it's game time. He's about to go, you know, destroy something. Like when I see him in the show, I'm like, okay, automatically, I'm paying attention. Don't get me wrong, I like Bleach. Intrigue is cool, but when it comes to Shashiro, it's you know, it's amazing. I even named one of my character Monster Hunter after him. He's one of my favorite characters, and to this day, like, it's just something about him. His demeanor. He's small. I mean, I don't know how old he is. I mean, but. Being in Soul Society, I'm pretty sure he's over a thousand years old, and yeah. more like no nonsense type character in everything. And I do like him shipping him with that uh, other girl. Um, I think Jin's sister. Yeah, yeah, because she was always around him, and always I think she has a has a liking for him. So I'm like, that would make sense, you know. It's, it it would be a nice good um, parallel to his, you know, very stoic Batman like. Um, personality, her cheery, you know, sexual type personality. And I do like the parts where she, you know, that guy um, would always go after her and she would just kick him in the face every single time he would try to approach her. But um, yeah, he is something else. I mean, when he did that, um, when he was fighting the um, the van car, you know, um, oh, the, uh, no, not the van car, the Espadas. Yeah. When he was fighting the Espadas, um, and he broke out of that spider that um spider girl's uh prison. It was decent. I like the line where he's like, "You may have eight legs, but I have all the water in the atmosphere." I was like, "Oh, you's done. You's done, son. <laughs> he's fucking done. You know, he's about to freeze your ass." For real, it was, he's yeah. just one of those characters that you just that you you can't hate him. You can't. You want to see him succeed. That's just to me. I always enjoy enjoy watching him and yeah. seeing him in the show. Even though I like low key wish I had a spin-off series, so if you're the creator, if you're listening, let's go ahead right. and make a show about him. He's he's main character worthy to me. That's just me. So. Yeah, you you can do that. Yeah. And and pair him up with that girl. Yeah. I mean definitely. he needs a woman in his life, man. Definitely. <laughs> I need to see some type of love interest with him, you know. It's cool, you know. Um, last but not least He's on my list. I already know it. In the last podcast of my top 10, oh, yeah, top 10 male character, it will always be Itachi. And like I say, Shishimaru opened the door for Tatachi for me. Because Shishimaru, what I felt like the show lacked with showing him so much, not showing him a lot, is what they um, Naruto did with Itachi. I felt like Shishimaru was like, you know, the the concept and Itachi is the final product. Because you look at them, compared to those two, they both kind of, you know, they're chill, relaxed, and they're powerful. And you know they're powerful because they're not in really trying to do anything unless they have to do something. Um, I really like how Naruto did with Itachi pretty much. He was, like, started off as the – you think Itachi was the bad guy who killed all his, you know, his family members and so. And then you start knowing, as the show progressed, you start knowing a little bit by little bit about what Itachi did and why. And then you start to realize, okay, so Itachi, like, at first, once Itachi had died after Sasuke so-called killed him, he didn't really, Sasuke didn't kill him. But, you know, Itachi technically just, you know, died because he was dying from the sickness. Um, 
once they once it was all said and done and they explained it to Itachi and everything, you started to realize, whoa, Itachi was never a bad guy. Kohona sent him to do this mission to kill his family because there was a plan that, you know, a, you know, a revolt against Kohona itself. And then you started knowing more and more on uh, that technically Itachi was just technically like a double agent. You know, the only reason why he's in the Akatsuki was to watch, keep an eye out on them. And for him to keep his whole motive, you know, hidden from the main leader, it was pretty impressive and show how powerful he is. You know, Itachi's one of those type of people that, to me, if he was still alive, nobody was going to mess with him, to me. Absolutely. To me. I, I mean, Naruto and Sasuke, they're strong, but Itachi has so much potential. The reason why he was sick, so, of course, that's going to take him out. And then, you know, it wasn't truly his time, but, like, everybody was, Sasuke was powerful than Itachi. I mean, older Sasuke with the Rinnegan, yes, I'm going to give that to him because I can't, I, that's, like, Naruto and Sasuke are, like, God tier. But right. if, if, if Itachi was to be ranked with him, he's pretty much damn near close. Because him and Madara was, like, to me, even though Madara is stronger than Itachi, but I could feel like Itachi would probably have been, like, the next best thing. That's just to me. I can make arguments. Of course, people can make arguments with it, but we will never know because the reason is you're never going to see uh, Atachi alive, which is sad. And I kind of wish that he had gotten like a kin. But the reason why he's my favorite character is he's just the man. He got he do what got to get done, and you know he put his feelings to the side. He like you, he's I know he's not heartless, but he understands what's best. He's seen war, and he didn't want another war to happen. Sadly, another war did happen. But, you know, he did what he had to do. Right. I completely agree. No comments here. All right. So we're going to do our last, uh, you know, our last topic, which is the top bad guys, which I'm surprised we're already in an hour and, like, some change. <laughs> <laughs> so, and our last one. Um, I'm going to go ahead first because I know you probably got your favorite bad characters. So I'm going to just name them off. A couple of them, I'm, one of them, I'm actually surprised that he's the bad guy. So I'm just going to start off. Um, was Eisen, which I know he was a bad guy, but you know, Eisen, well, he did that whole switch up where he went from being a nerd and he think he's good to a, a, a typical bad guy that got a makeover and next thing you know, he's gorgeous, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And then, of course, you got to enjoy Uchiha Madara. I mean, that man mm-hmm. was, come on, anytime you could take on five current Hokages and give them the work for their money, it's, <laughs> it's impressive, impressive at all. Nobody's messing with him. Of course, um, these next two are from Dragon Ball, which is Frieza. Frieza will always be iconic, and he's definitely, uh, when you think of an enemy, you think of Frieza in the anime, because Frieza had the longest arc in Dragon Ball. He's He's back, and he's, you know, Goku and Vegeta's actually just letting him rule other people. Because technically, what I like about Dragon Ball is they're not making it seem like Goku and Vegeta have to, you know, save everybody. They just, if he if Frieza come to Earth, he's going to get the business. That's all, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Just before you go on, Frieza is actually voiced by a woman, just if anybody doesn't know. Um, yeah, I, Frieza- I, I knew that, just like how Gohan's voiced by a woman, so. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't know that. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, there is actually a woman that voice, voices Frieza. And she does a magnificent job in doing her voice. Uh, a magnificent job. I mean, Frieza is a man, by the way. He's not a girl. Man. So, hats off to her. She's talented. Period. Very. Was I to give her respect on that one. Um, another one is from Dragon Ball, King Piccolo. Because you could probably <laughs> call him, you know, Piccolo Daddy, you know. <laughs> Goku fought him. Yeah, that was a, that was a good, good villain. But my last one, and this one had me as a shocker. But now that I think of it, he's like more like an anti-hero than a villain. But at near the end, he did became a villain, and it's Lelouch v. Britannia. And this is the one I that I want to kind of like explain why I say he's a villain. If you guys don't know who Lelouch v. Britannia is, he's from Code Geass, aka Zero. Um, so Lelouch is born into royalty. I mean, his dad was the king, and his mom was half Japanese. And, you know, his dad messed with, you know, them. But back then, pretty much Japan was in, like, your modern-day slavery kind of sort of thing, was they lost their name as Japanese and were known as Elevens. And, you know, saying Eleven is pretty much a racist word to the Japanese in that show and whatnot. And Lelouch was cast out from his dad, and whatnot. And like long story short, of course, he became a mass hero vigilante named Zero and did his thing. But then he used his power to gain all his hate on people once they found out he was Lelouch and whatnot and became kind of like a dictator and everything to try to get everybody to hate him. Just toward the end, spoiler alert, just for him to get killed by his so-called Zero, which everybody thought was him, which was him, but was picked up by his best friend to, you know, make the world hatred be cast on him and everybody unite. Which, you know, to me, I guess he did it for the right reason. I wouldn't have labeled him as a bad guy. I was shocked when I was, like, trying to figure out who are my favorite bad guys that he was even on the list. But it makes sense on why, because he started putting people in slavery and stuff at the end. But he did it for a good intention, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. So, it's like I consider him more of an anti-hero, you know, who isn't really good and do stuff that they have to do, but doesn't really necessarily is bad and isn't like out there killing people just because they want to kill, you know? Right. But yeah, go ahead. So that's my list. So I want to hear yours. Well, I'm gonna make it quick because I know we were like, I, you know, this is this is what uh, before I go in, we've been doing this for what an hour and a half now. Yeah. It's just normal stuff from anime fans. We'll go into this. If we had it our way, we would be discussing this stuff for the next four hours nonstop. It really That's how <laughs> you know, we would because and we wouldn't the time would not even would cease to exist to us at that point. Dedicated in how much in love we are of this stuff. But um, I'm going to do um, two girls and two boys. All right. So. So for the girls, I'm gonna go with S Death from Akame Ga Kill. S Death. Oh, she's good. I like her. She is one of the. She, it's like she's sexy as hell. But she fucking scares the shit out of you. <laughs> I mean, and she's a submit. She's a uh, she's a sadist too. They even say she's a fucking sadist. So she has a pleasure of killing, of torturing people. Um. 
she uh, takes a liking to uh, the main character and wants to dominate him because he's a young man and that uh, you know and wants and actually wants to fall wants to fall in love with him and I think and and there even was a time where she was like trying to sleep with him I I yeah there I were really, that. um Tatsumi is his name that's right Tatsumi um was I don't think he really was in love with anybody I think he was well I think he was in love with um a couple of the members but in that, was, at that time, it was with one of them, but if you, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just was going to say, good. Yeah, I was just going to say he was in love with one of them, the girl with the little pink ponytail and the dress, and then uh-huh. but the anime and the manga are like two completely different stories. Yeah, because I, I I think I preferred the the manga, so I would tell anybody if you're interested to read the manga, because the anime was just it was good, but it wasn't. You know, <laughs> yeah. But go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Not at all. I mean, um, actually, it Tatsumi had a lot of females liking him. He literally had many of the girls in that group wanting to bang him. Yeah, really did. Um, pretty much, and it wasn't any like, oh, he was flexing or anything. Hell, he had a man wanting to bang him. Very true. I mean, <laughs> I have to get my hats off to Tatsumi, like. There you go, buddy. Good job. <laughs> if you get a man wanting you, and you know, it, I was like, damn. And and I, I uh, but um, East Death, she just the viciousness that she had with what she um the way she treated people and the way that she just hadn't showed no mercy to killing, like she her 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 ice powers were ridiculous of how she was able to use them in different ways, and. The only thing that made her kind or soft was Tatsumi. That was it. That was the only time you saw her be girly, like be womany or anything like or feminine. Like every other time, she was like this deadly sadist who would just like fuck your shit up. And think you're gonna go in there and and, you know dominate her and for the revolution. I think you need to think twice. Um, There were there were times where like I think Tatsumi got captured and they and she people found out. uh, night raid, and there was a time where there were two girls that were trying to take advantage of him, and they were going to, you know, rape him basically. And East Def really punched a hole in the damn wall and was ready to like rip their necks apart. Yeah, from time like that's how like she didn't even care. She's like, if you don't leave right now, I'm gonna kill both of you. I'm not gonna feel sorry about it. Um, but also in that particular part, seeing her beg for Tatsumi to like come to her side and all will be forgiven. You know, you will be a part of the army. Isn't that what you wanted to be a part of the the royal army and to be a part of the um, part of the the good side, the heroes, and to see her begging him to please come home, to please come to her, to choose her. Yeah, was. It made me like her that much more because it, you know, it, she truly did love that boy. She truly, in her heart's heart, loved that boy. I don't think if I don't think she would have hurt him, even if it meant anything, you know. Um, but um, East Def, yes, is definitely one. Another one is Khalifa from One Piece. Um, 
her her bubble bubble fruit powers and her golden hour powers are absolutely outstanding. The fact that she can use turn her and can produce bubbles and soap and all that, and then she can clean any all all dirt off of you, any any surface, and then clean off your powers. That means you have no more powers anymore. So if, for example, um, Superman was battling her yeah. and she used to against him, he would have no super strength, no super speed, no super x-ray vision, nothing. He'd be as useless as that. And then he would be um, in the shape of a bubble because she would leave her um, opponent so clean that they would be slippery and they couldn't um, they couldn't walk on solid ground. Um, it, that is just, I like that. And the fact that they were so vulnerable at that point, you know, and trying to survive this woman. I mean, um, Nami had her, um, her weather stick or her weather pole. And she, when she cleaned her, she couldn't hold on to her, her baton. She couldn't hold on to it at all. It dropped from her hand. And she was just basically through the most of the fight running away. And they only defeated Khalifa by using water. You know, water washes off soap. And, but definitely, um, for a while, it was just like, wow, you know, the fact that this woman is turning people into bubbles and they're that vulnerable, where all she had to do was pop them and they would have been gone. Um, so the two ge um, gentlemen that I um, particularly like that are villains are, uh, is Light Yagami. Light oh, yeah, Yagami. Light, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. Light when Death Note the not not the not the not the movie no oh, not the movie America not the movie another another you know what let's let's keep going go ahead but the um the anime the actual anime he is just to watch him go from this prodigy Japanese student who was beaming for success to this mad crazy man with a god complex was brilliant he was a mastermind of being a villain he didn't have any superpowers he didn't have any guns he didn't have any type of advantage on anybody other than his brain and the and the freedom that he had you know of walking in and out of the house and maybe his his dad is a policeman that was about it you know he took on one of the most smartest characters in l I mean, this guy in L, the, the, the way he thought was just so, it was so awkward, but yet it, you, you can understand it. You can understand why he handcuffed himself to, to light. Um, you can understand why he put cameras in Light's house. You can understand why he went to school with Light and um, graduated with him. It was absolutely a wonderful show and a wonderful battle to see them to go at even though l lost it was still a battle that i i i particularly like the part where um l reveals himself um on um the first the first their first encounter and um l now understands that light is in japan so the funniest part is when he calls him out and says you know kill me right now why don't you come on, kill me right now? He's literally calling him out to kill him. And Light doesn't know his name. He can't kill him if he doesn't know his name. All he knows is that his name is L. That's it. And that's what makes that 
anime so wonderful because it's an issue of a challenge. It's an issue of a person who is stronger than uh, stronger than light. And I think light during that anime was trying his hardest to try to surpass L. Yeah. And he he because you know there was nobody smarter than him until all of a sudden this great detective shows up. Um, he did, I think he did uh, lose to his prodigy or his um, successor. Because this, um, the the kid, um, the the other genius got a hold of the Death Note, and um, Light died from that. But um, and the last one I'm going to say is Younger Tagore from Yu Yu Hakusho, and a lot of people kind of give me a raised eyebrow when I say um, Young Tagoro, but he was a villain who matched Yusuke every every inch. Um, because Yusuke at this point, um, was kind of, he was, he was still weak. You know, he was, he wasn't at his full potential. Um, and, um, Tagoro was, was that thing that was going to push him towards the edge. Tagoro did not care. Tagoro was going, he wanted a real fight. He wanted to. He wanted to be the king of everything. He wanted to be the strongest man there. And he saw Yurameshi in his way. Um, I mean, even in the story, people, when he won the tournament, um, you know, he asked to be a demon, which was confusing because everybody was like, you know, to them, being a demon is pretty common. You know, um, and a lot of people don't know the story of young Tagoro. Young Tagoro um, competed in the dark tournament one year and his entire team was wiped out, killed in front of him. And so he promised that he would come back and that he would win. And he did. And he became a demon. But he, he, grew, he, he, he grew to become this person who became bored. You know? And, and he, he, he is a human being. He's not this... You know, ruthless person, but he is a human being, and I think that he was just trying to find somebody that he could maybe beat him or was stronger than him, so that he can have some type of peace. Yeah, and he thought for sure meshy, and you could see that you know the humanity in him. You know, when he was drinking tea or when he would—I mean, the man was wearing sunglasses. You know, and the way his actions, and then um, I like the fact that when he finally was defeated. That uh, Genkai um, met him when he was go- um, in the crossroads when he was going to go, I guess, to his final destination, whether it be heaven or hell. Um, you know, Genkai showed a soft side of actually falling in love with Tagora. Yeah, and you know, and that was something that made him significant. He wasn't this evil, ruthless person. I mean, San- Santo. The um the original spirit detective before Yusuke, yes, he was a good villain. Yes, he was intellectual. Yes, he had the ability to use holy um magic. Yes, he's cool. But Tokoro had more of a substance because of the fact that he never truly wanted to hurt anybody. I don't think that was his thing. I think he just wanted to get his revenge. But he had already went down the rabbit hole at that point, and he was like, you know what, I I. I have to keep going down it. You know, I've already committed to this. I have to keep going forward. So I think that when you look at Tagoro, he he's 
more of a of a lesson to people with dealing with revenge and dealing with power lust and you know i think that he had more of an impact on me than the um than the evil spirit detective because the evil spirit detective tried to make it like he was had some type of rightful justice and he saw humans torturing demons so he thought he's going to kill and no i don't think that to me was more of a good villain i think that was just more of a misguided revolution but togoro had more of a human um had more of a human element to him so i do argue with people between you know who was better to santo but i i'm on the togoro side uh, all right, cool. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm still watching you, you Hawkinson. So I still got. I gotta. I gotta get up to your, to your level. <laughs> and all those other shows. But. You know, it's not. I don't. And a lot of people, when I talk to them, they're like, "You're so like in depth with everything, and you just your detail with everything." I said, "It's not so much where I'm like studying everything. It's more where I just take my time and I watch things over, and I kind of look at the." Um, kind of the messages in between things you know being that i am a writer and i am willing to um eventually going to make my own manga i try my hardest to be truthful and try to put the best details not only in my reviews but also in my opinion because again as we addressed on my station when we did a collab or uh, with um what's awesome anime there are a lot of people on youtube who believe that reviewing is all about how they feel and yeah. it's not. It's about what, you know, is this a good story? Do the characters fit? Um, what type of message they're sending? That's what a review is. It's the critical analysis of the source material. That's what it is. And a lot of times you have these YouTubers like Anime Man, like Chibi Reviews, like Fenever World, like Double Four Anime, who don't really review it. They more or less state their opinion about it. And that's what I want people to understand the difference between a critical review and a vlogger or a blogger. Um, these guys are bloggers. Um, yeah. And me and you are reviewers. We, we eat, sleep, and breathe this. You know, we can't even watch another show without it being some type of anime. I've tried. It doesn't, I, I, I actually kind of get confused. I'm like, why am I not watching anime right now? <laughs> like like I sit there and say that. Like there are shows like I do watch football and I do watch Lamy Law and Order once in a while, but Yeah. On the day to day basis it's anime. It's anime. It was it's like... anime. And it's and it's and you can say it's a crazy passion, you can say it's kinda weird, but these type of guys that a lot of these people follow have a lot of sponsorships behind them. For example, Mother's Basement. And I'm gonna make this quick because I know you have to have things to do. Mother's Basement gets a lot of um, endorsements from Crunchyroll. We don't get endorsements yeah. from anybody. We don't get, hell, I haven't even monetized any of my content on this station, on my station, and I know you probably, I don't know if you have or not, but I haven't. And... You mean, like, try to get, like, tips and yeah. stuff? Oh, no, I haven't. I'm just too lazy. <laughs> and plus, I don't like it. I do this because uh, I like it. And I, we do this, I should say we. Every anime, you know, um, Storytime anime, What's Awesome anime, um, anime nerd and myself, we do this because we love 
anime to the death. Cool, yeah, sure, we would love to make money off of this. But if you, it, we truly, you truly know if you love something, if you're doing, willing to do it for free. Like, if you're willing to do it for free, I mean, I, I can never stop uploading and talking about anime. I will never stop talking about anime. And my last point is, to those of you who are looking to do your own anime or do your own podcast, do it. Um, don't sit around and procrastinate. Don't sit around and continue to listen to us and dream about, man, I wish I could actually, you know, do a podcast. Anchor is now available on your phone. Make a station. Yeah. You want. You don't have to do it for money. You don't have to do it for um for all this the 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 nonsense. And the reason why is because there's a lot of these co- these sponsors who will force you to uh, review stuff, basically to make money. You don't want that. You want to make you you want to make re- um review your own content. You want to do your own content. I don't care if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog about puppies and cats. If that's what you're passionate about, do it. Um, and don't allow and don't let anyone tell you what you like is weird or stupid or you should grow up because they don't understand it. Hell, half of these normies sit there and watch Law and Order, uh, Scandal, and all these murder porn shows on a daily basis, and they have the right and they have the audacity to criticize you watching anime. I don't think so. So enjoy anime. Be proud of the fact that you're an anime fan. Be proud of the fact that you like comics or video games. Don't you ever feel discouraged about that? Because that's not, you don't have to fit into what these people want. You can actually be proud of and being proud of an anime fan and being proud of a video game fan, whatever media you like. And I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah I said my last piece. So, you guys, thank y'all for listening. I know we covered a lot, man, but it was fun doing it. I'm always having a blast, you know, linking up with Man Nation and everybody else who I link up with. It's always a blast. And trust me, if we was getting paid to do this, it would be like how Stephen A. Smith and all those people on ESPN and Fox Network, it'll probably be Anime Network, and we just be talking up a whole story. And it could last for hours and hours. So now I can finally understand on why they get paid to do it and why it's so easy for them to talk about it. Because when you're passionate about something, really time, you just lose track of time and have a whole in-depth hour. I, I promise you, even though it's an hour and a half of our discussion today, I'm pretty sure if we didn't have anything else to do that this would probably be a four or five hour podcast and you guys would probably be like, they have nothing else to do. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's always a joy and definitely, definitely, if I can do my podcast and make it all the way 100, I'm pretty sure you out there who wondering, you know, well, I would never be like these guys and stuff like that. You guys can be. Trust me, I'm not perfect. Nowhere near perfect. This podcast started off as something like maybe this is my time to you know see if i like it to man i actually do enjoy it to now it's like oh man i haven't uploaded in so many days they probably thinking i'm falling off i gotta i gotta hurry up and do it i don't want them to forget about me i was, i'm still have opinions and just getting caught up watching too many anime sometimes but you know definitely thank you guys for listening um 
you know, you guys heard from us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think we should improve on. You know, those type of things. But anyway, that's it from Anime Nerd and Anime Savage from Anime Nation. Call into these stations, man. There's a call button. Use it. Call us. Tell us what topic you want to hear us do next, you know. And if you guys want to hear more and more people collabing, eventually our goal is to have a whole, like, anime circle, which I would say maybe like a six-way call with a whole bunch of anime people. That would be epic, bro. (laughs) Yeah, and that will be... That, my friends, will probably be a four to six hour uh, podcast right there. If you think this was long. (laughs) Anchor, you notice that the anime community on your platform is doing a lot more than many of those uh, pseudo-science podcasts. Just saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Anchor, if you listen to this too, what's up with that? I mean, why we're we not getting no shout out? I'm pretty sure that we're pretty up there too. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't want to toot our own horns, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, I don't feel like the anime community get as much, you know, respect as those with the science and the daily talk shows. And so, I mean, those are cool, but come on now, we're up here too. So, you know, don't be afraid to look our way. <laughs> that. All right, man. But you take it easy. All right? all right. You guys take it easy. Always a pleasure, anime um, anime nerd. And we got to do this again. Definitely. You already know. Just hit me up when and the topic, and I got you. All right, man. Bye, everybody. All right. See y'all. Bye.